Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Robin. And this is... Home is where the murder is. See how I did that? Normal, like a normal person? It wasn't as fun. It wasn't, but I can't... Kind of boring. Yeah, you always like add some creepy or goofy thing to it. I do. And I'm a serious gal. Murder isn't serious, Robin. I talked about poop last week. I can't say that. Yeah, no kidding. You're like, see how I did that? See how not fun and serious I am. So... Um, guess what I get to do next week? <laughs> what? Wait, what week is it? I don't know. What? Tell me, though. No, it's tomorrow for me, technically. So by the time people hear this episode, you guys, I would have gone to a gala again. <laughs> again? Oh, <laughs> another gala. Oh, look at me. <laughs> Listen, I'm living a lifestyle. I know. It's your lifestyle. Yeah. So fun. But so I'll have to report back on how that goes. But I'm excited. I'm going tomorrow. So. Yay. Yeah. So. Well, I hope it was so much fun. Yeah. I'll just be at home. Yeah. Cinderella, Cinderella. (laughs) Clean the toilet, Cinderella. Honestly, if you could. I mean, really. You are cleaning the toilets. I know. Somebody in your family has bowel problems. You. (laughs) Yeah. So, but we do have exciting stuff going on. Our local paper is doing a news story on us. Yay! Yes. Hopefully that's still happening. And we're talking about- <laughs> I, I was just telling Molly, I'm like, we're going to have that published and then people are going to listen to our podcast for the first time and it'll be my luck that it's the episode where I talk about how I got the runs on Black Friday. I sure hope it is. So, if that is the case, please keep listening. And for those of you that listened last week... Thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. <laughs> but it was This funny. one should have less poof. I feel like... That, although we've already said poop a lot now. Yeah. I would share... No more. My, here's how I look at it. I okay. share my funny things that happen to me, whether it's embarrassing to me or not, with everyone. And that includes our listeners. Because you know something? They're humans too. And, life is life. And we're all going to poop. And sometimes, sometimes we poop ourselves. <laughs> you made it to the toilet. <laughs> this time... Great. But I've had problems in Costco. Oh, no. Anyway. Anyway. So we've been making money off our podcast, you guys. It's starting. We have, I'm sure, I think we talked about this before. We had ads placed and uh, it's very exciting. We're up to like over $14 right yep. now, which means we could go to Culver's and share a value basket. And you know what else Culver's came back with? No, what? They're hot cocoa concrete mixer stop it right now it's the best it has these little like the hot cocoa little like crystals in there and it has a whipped cream on it stop and my murder is not too long today so we are probably gonna go get one oh my gosh yeah so yeah my murder is a little bit shorter and i'm gonna tell you that the weather is getting cold because it is it is december now it's kind of getting cold it's what 19 degrees outside right now yeah it's cooler it's definitely cooler out it's not cooler it's fucking cold i know it's cold okay it's cold this is what she wanted. The weather is being weather. Not to mention, like, the other day when I was living at your house without you, and it was, like, 65 degrees inside inside your home, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, that's right. It's that season time again where me and your husband <laughs> bitch and moan and are covered in 600 blankets. You just put because- an extra blanket on, an extra sweatshirt, and you are fine. We are keeping the heating costs down. Nobody got extra money. Well, we have $14 in our Podbean yeah. account. So, so listen, you guys need to keep listening to this because I need heat at Molly's house. Yeah. 
Please listen. Please tell your please friends. Please keep Robin more, warm this winter. The more money we make off this podcast, the warmer I get to be, okay? So and please. I say, no, we keep the heat down. Yeah, whatever. It's so. actually better for you, I think. And I'm gonna, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say so. Do you want an update on our... Uh, ah, I, I hit my mic again. Episodes? You did. Yeah. So let me find our top... Yeah. Let me find it. You, you talk, find it. Tell them Tell them something. Tell me something good. I don't have anything good. I don't have any. I, I don't think. Okay, found it. Oh, great. We are. Okay, our top five episodes. Probably hasn't changed too much. No. Do you want for this month instead of yeah. overall? I can do this for month. November? Let's do November. So November. Let's do this. This is fun. Okay. The top five episodes for November. Great. Was episode 41, The Murder of Manuela Allen. Great. Episode two. I'm sorry. Episode 40 was The Murder of Stephanie Kilhefner. Mm-hmm. Top three. Uh, number three. God, I suck at this. Number three <laughs> is episode 42, Earl and Terry Robertson, a Thanksgiving Day Massacre. Ooh. Ooh, you like that? Um, number four, episode 39, The Halloween Murder of Doreen Ebert. That was a creepy one. Ooh. I had my sister watch that episode of Homicide or Homes Where the Homicide for the Holidays. Yeah. Yeah. She was so mad at me. I told yeah. her not to watch it alone. Yeah. Anyway. And number five is episode one, The Murder of Johanna Balsevich, which had 140 downloads in November. Starting at the beginning. So that means, yeah, we probably got 140 new listeners in That's, November alone. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. Love you guys. That's awesome. I will. Yeah. And the rest of the month looked really good, too. We had a, we were busy. So good job, guys. Keep Yay. it up the good work. Tell your friends. Thank you. And we're still in so many countries. So uh, top Five countries, United States, Canada, Australia, and the United Kingdom. So, And that's four. And Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and that's four. I can't, I can't count. <laughs> they know now. They're aware. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you to all of our amazing listeners. We love you. And, yeah. I have no other updates. All right. You well, ready? we can just get right into I this. I love it. Then. Let's do this. All right. Today, I have another holiday case for you. Oh, good. It is a, um, yeah. Okay. Unfor- unfortunately, another holiday yeah. case for you. Yeah. So we're going to get into the murder of Sharon Adelot. Sharon Adelot. Okay. Okay. Sharon was born in Pensacola, Florida on May 7th, 1965 to Robert Hill and Sylvia Story. She grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, where she attended Minor Hill High School and graduated from there in 1983. From there, she went to Samford University, where she was a member of the Chi Omega sorority and also attended Paris Junior College, where she was a member of the Zeta Pi Delta sorority. So I'm so jealous. I've always wanted to be in a sorority. So she was, you know, she was going to college. She was getting in those sororities. She was, you know, living that college life. I think I would have been a lot of fun in a sorority. Yeah, I never did sorority. I wasn't in a sorority either. Yeah. So Which, yeah, and I could totally have seen you in a sorority. Too. I I you would have that thing about you. Thank you. I I would. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Thanks. 
So she earned her BA in business and a MED in curriculum and instruction from the University of West Florida. Okay. So. So. All right. So that's her. While in school, she meets Randy. And they date and decide to get married. In 1996, they have their first child together, a son who they named Brandon. Okay. It was in 1998 that Sharon started teaching. 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 <laughs> it's teaching. She's, she's, she's teaching and she's preaching. <laughs> <laughs> so it was in 1998 that Sharon started teaching. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. You know, real Not quick, let me just let me just say this. There was a woman on Facebook that said the other day that you can't mix comedy and true crime, and you should be ashamed of yourself if you do. Oh, but that you know lady something? should be ashamed of herself for speaking. Yeah, I'm like, lady. I'm like, this is some deep stuff. You gotta, you gotta laugh every now and gotta then. gotta and, do it. And when you're dealing with two Midwesterners, Midwestern, Midwesterners? Yeah. Is that a word? Midwesterner. Yeah. You're gonna get weird t- t- talking. talking. Words. You know what? Just go on with your fucking Anyways, story. Anyways, yeah. It was in 1998 that Sharon started teaching at Holly Navary Middle School as a science teacher. Great. She was a very special teacher, and she was loved by the students and all of the other teachers. And Randy was also a high school teacher. Okay. In 2001, they bought their first house together in Gulf Breeze, Florida, which was a very nice community. It was a very, like, good area, like, good, good place to live. Okay. In 2003, they had their daughter, who they named Elizabeth Grace. I like that name. In 2005, she was actually selected as Teacher of the Year. Good for her. She was known for her megawatt smile, and she had a very generous spirit. Oh, boy. I don't like where this is going. No. So, a little while later, after, so it was about a couple years after that, Sharon and Randy's relationship starts to go downhill. And there's actually a sex scandal. I was going to ask. I don't know why my brain went there, but yeah. was it a student? Students actually bring it to the attention of the school that Randy is sexting girls in his class. Oh, you dirty son of a gun. Yep. There's actually this website of um, this woman, and you can see reports of like the text messages back yeah. and forth that he was sending to oh. these students. And not yeah, it's yeah. So Randy ends up getting caught, good, and getting fired, as you probably would guess, yeah. right? And Sharon and Randy get divorced, good, and it's finalized in 2010. Okay. Because of all of this, Sharon does win custody of the children. Sure. And she also gets the house and the divorce. Good. And he ends Good up moving her. into an apartment. Okay. That should teach you a lesson. Yep. Yep. Don't be a dirty old pedophile. Pedophiling. Bitch, yeah. Teacher. Yeah. Guy. Man. Person. Ugh. Yeah. Overall, during this time, the kids are doing pretty good in school, and the rest of the family say that even though it was an adjustment, you know, that the kids seem to be doing okay. Sure. You know, this is, you know, hard for the family, but overall, yeah, things seem okay. There's so much divorce in you the know, world that it's, it's right. becoming second nature for kids. It's yep. like they're born So for a while, things are fine. Yeah. But 
as you know, a couple years go on, Brandon, the older child, starts to use drugs. Oh. Yeah. He's a teenager in high school at this point. So one of Sharon's friends actually found out that he had started to use drugs and told Sharon about it. When When she confronted him about it and tried to talk to him like any mom would, saying things like, you know, you have your whole life ahead of you. What are you doing? Right. You know, things any one of us would say to our, our kid. You know, he got really upset. Okay. He didn't like it. Didn't want his mom in his business. Typical teen and resented his mom for some reason for the breakup. Like for some reason, he brought it all back around thinking that his mom was the reason that, you know. Interesting. Yeah. You know, they... I, I get it. When I was a right. teenager, I would bring up crap too. Like right. I used to get mad at my mom for moving me to Mount Horeb. And, yeah. You know. But and for no reason. For like, no reason at all. No reason at all. So exactly. Like he's just an angry, upset teenage mm-hmm. boy being like, well, you're the reason that you and dad broke up. Like yep. if you would have been more blah, blah, yep. blah. Like so. Yeah. Right. Totally get so, it. Even though obviously it was his father's fault oh, for yeah. being but, completely the way I that mean, he did, the mom might have not ever really been transparent about the breakup too, right? And so, trying to protect the kids absolutely. about exactly what happened. Yeah, but maybe she didn't want to make Randy look bad in front of their kids. I mean, yep. I get that. I, yep, I would. So yeah, their relationship wasn't great. Brandon was a very intelligent kid, though. However, he did really well in school before all of this. He was a go getter. He tried really hard, and he was really well liked. He was also on the baseball team, too, and he was really good. He was a varsity player at Golf Breeze High School, and he played in the Golden Gloves competition circuit, too. Wow. He was 17 years old, and he was a senior, and he could throw up to a 99-mile-per-hour fastball, and he had a nice um, over 80-mile-per-hour like regular wow. pitch, too. So he was actually getting scouted from Division One schools, and it was being um, – probably recruit recruited from the university of alabama oh my god if my kid were that talented and was doing yes. drugs so I that's think I why i lost my damn and he mind. also played shortstop when he wasn't yeah. pitching so, so he was super talented exactly so he was smart he was super athletic like he he had a lot going for him so yeah. the fact that he kind of slipped into this yeah doing drugs all of a sudden it was like a complete shock to the family yeah i wonder like if it was like a self like soothe sort of situation or yeah. if it was the people he was hanging around yep makes you wonder yep so september 2013 he actually moved in with his father because he didn't want to deal with his mother anymore and how much she was on him about you know messing up his life yeah yeah you know like a mom would be yeah yeah and randy should have been like cool it's not gonna be any better here pal Right. But many um, family friends said that once Brandon moved in with his dad, things just got worse. Oh, boy. His grades began to drop. He lost weight. He lost interest in hanging out with his friends and doing his typical activities like working out and playing sports. He became emotionally distant and his behavior completely changed. He sent strange texts to a girl that he had once dated and then he punched one of his friends who he thought was seeing her. Oh, no. His dad was in complete denial, too. He didn't think that his son was actually even using drugs, and he denied the entire thing and looked right past it, probably because he was just so happy that his son kind of picked him and moved in with him. 
Yeah, he doesn't want to lose his buddy. Nope. So like at this point, it's like, oh my God, my son wants to come live with me. Great. Perfect. Let's do this. Yeah. So on December 10th, 2013, there was an intervention that was held for Brandon on with Sharon running the whole thing that Randy chose not to be a part of because, again, he didn't believe that his son actually had a drug problem, but most of the other family was a part of it. Unreal. That day, they did end up checking him into a local rehab. Um, Sharon and Randy didn't agree about the care that Brandon needed, though. There are text messages between Sharon and Randy, Randy where Randy says that he doesn't even believe that Brandon was using at all. Uh, but during the intervention, when he took an at-home drug test, he failed it and tested positive for marijuana, opiates, and benzos. So, And Randy... Did Randy finally come around? Or? Nope. 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 What a douche. And two days later, Randy checked him out of rehab after he passed drug tests at the rehab because center. Because he's not using when he's inside the fucking rehab. Yep. What is wrong with Do these Do you remember parents? other ones yes. we've done where the parents are like, oh. oh. And they check yep. him out. And it's like, you bring that, that back into yep. our society? Are you crazy? Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. So what's he getting, what kind of treatment is he getting in just two days? Right. What a shit guy he is. Yep. So that was on December 10th. Okay. December 24th. Okay. Brandon goes to his mother's house. As soon as he arrives and gets inside, Brandon starts to assault Sharon, his mom. He starts to stab his mom with a knife he brought from his dad's apartment. He was so forceful and stabbed her so hard and that... He got so much blood all over that it gets all over the presents underneath the oh, Christmas God. tree. He then goes to the kitchen to grab one of his mother's knives to continue to stab her. When he's done stabbing her, he looks around the house and finds one of his baseball bats, which oh, is a baseball bat that she had actually bought him, nope. and beats her with it. Holy shit. Once he's done, he leaves her there and leaves the house. Holy crap. Yep. I'm speechless. Yep. This is why you hide the knives. Well, and you don't check your son out of rehab. No, I know. That part's important, too. But as you said, like, this is my biggest fear. Not that I should be afraid of my son or anyone else breaking into my home and stabbing me with my own knife. So that's why you hide your knives. Right. So not too long after, there's two different accounts I read. So one account was a friend stopped by and found the front door open and blood was smeared on it. And another account was that Randy came back with their daughter, Elizabeth, and found found, Sharon. So I don't know which one's right, but I I read it both ways. So either way, Sharon's found the door. front door's open. She's like right in the doorway. Yeah. So do we know what set him off that he... They had had a fight. Okay. Previously, I mean, not... Real long ago, it's not so that's not right then. Yep, holding it, and he just decided. Like, but I mean, uh, we get to a little bit later. But like, they, you know, they didn't have a good relationship. They had been fighting. Yeah, I get that. But but, yeah, I mean, I used to not have a good relationship with my. But yeah, there's more to it. A little bit. I didn't. So inside, they found she, the friend, or Randy and Elizabeth, whichever account you are going by, found Sharon's body in a pool of blood, with a knife sticking out of her eye. Oh, didn't see that coming. The scene was completely shocking, to say the least, and the police were quickly called. God, that poor woman. Yeah. 
She was a great mother, teacher, friend. And and like wonderful. What a terrible way for her to go. Like at the hands of her son. Yep. Oh. Once police arrive, they start analyzing the crime scene. One thing they note is that with the bat that was used, she was brutalized with such force that her teeth were knocked out of her mouth and they were found completely across the room. Ooh. The autopsy showed that there were also shoe prints on her face from her head being stomped on. Holy shit. This kid is insane. Yes. Yes. There was so much force also in the stabbing that he broke the first knife in Sharon's eye, which is why he had to go and get the other knife. They actually, during the autopsy, they had to use special tools to remove the blades. I hate everything you're saying. I'm sorry. That's okay. I love you. Love you. Police were quick to figure out that this was Brandon who committed the murder. Yeah. It didn't really take them long to figure out who it was. Sure, no. It actually only took them three hours. And they found him at his dad's apartment, also reported to be found at a friend's house. Again, two different reports I read. um, With dried blood still on his wrists. Jeez Louise. But in a new change of clothes. They took him to the police station to interrogate him. And during the interrogation, he kept smiling. Like, smiling slightly as he described what he did, but otherwise seemed calm and emotionless. Smiling? Like, he had kept on smiling, like, weirdly. Yeah. What a monster. After some questioning, he admits to killing his mother. He described how he attacked her with a large butcher knife, slashing her multiple times and cutting her throat before sticking it through her eye, and how he also beat her with a baseball bat, and that he showed no remorse. He told police that morning he woke up and voices had been telling him to go kill his mother, that they were telling him multiple times, so he figured that he should go do it. So he did. I don't believe that. I think he's just a psychotic teenager who just didn't get what he's wanted out of her and wanted her gone and out of the picture. Yeah. He did have mental evaluations done, and he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Okay. And once he was charged, the courts decided to try him as an adult and not a minor. Because remember, he was 17. January of 2014, he had a competency hearing. He said, I just went in there and killed her. It felt like I did the right thing. Oh. At first, they didn't believe he was able to go to trial. They kept evaluating him, and psychiatrists did say that he was not faking his mental illness and that he was actually mentally ill okay okay so is this the first time that he ever not that you would know this i guess Mm -hmm. but like he never once ever showed any other signs of mental illness until Uh, this exact moment right other than punching his friend for like violent but then again that's like teenage crap right like like, getting upset seems yeah like insane and nothing else that i read where there was anything else but he had been starting to use drugs yeah which i know they that that does not help right but can trigger things oh absolutely but yeah yeah but i don't know just that just seems like such a drastic way to find out that somebody has mental illness i know yeah yeah okay 
So in June of 2016, he was finally found competent and he waived his right to a jury trial and instead chose a judge trial. He was charged with second degree murder, but on January 11th, 2016, he was found not guilty for reason of insanity. I'm not happy with that. I knew you wouldn't be. Not guilty? I Because he was insane. I don't give a shit. I know. I, it, I hate the way I know. that is described. I he think it's still be, guilt. Right. Still, you're guilty, guilty because, you're, of, because, because you're, insane. you're crazy. Like, we need a petition to change that because he's very guilty. I know. I know. The judge put him in the custody of the Department of Children and Families, and he was involuntarily committed to a state mental hospital. He will be evaluated every six months until no longer deemed a threat to the community. Are you fucking kidding me? No. So awesome, I said. You have got to be kidding me. No. What is wrong with people? He brutally murdered his own mother. He will probably never get out. No, don't you say that. But you know. I know. I'm pointing at her right now. I'm pointing at her right now. I know. I said... He will, it's good he is in there getting the help he needs. There's always a chance that he'll get out, which is awful, I said. Where did this happen again? Florida? Florida. Florida. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Those of you that aren't familiar with Florida, that's what, their justice system is fucked. While he was in jail, too, he did punch a police officer and received battery charges for that. So this is what makes me so angry, though, is like he, this mother, this wonderful woman got zero justice. Oh, I know. He should not. I don't care if he becomes the greatest guy. I in knew that this mental, case would get you. Yeah, I don't care if he becomes the greatest patient at the mental hospital with like honors and gold stars up the wazoo. He should never, ever be allowed back in the public. I know. For what he did to his mother. I know. Oh, I know. I know. What happens when Randy decides to bring him out again? I know. Bring him out. Bring him out. Then we're in big fucking trouble. I know. And that's another thing. What happened to Randy? Is he in the mental hospital? My next sentence will tell you. Okay, go ahead. I'm done. Randy and Elizabeth did end up moving back into the family home. Stop it. Weeks after this happened. What the hell? So Elizabeth was already still living there. I'm aware of that situation. You mean to tell me that this crazy ex-husband moved back into the home weeks after his ex-wife was murdered by her son? Yep. They moved into that house. The house went into Elizabeth's name, but Randy moved himself in. I'm beginning to think that Randy had a hand in this. Sharon's life insurance policy went to the children. Obviously, they were fighting it because they were trying to keep it from going to Brandon because he killed her. Yeah. And have it all go to Elizabeth. Did that happen? Not exactly sure. Oh, my it is believed, though, that Randy has used up all the money that was left to Elizabeth and she is left to sell the family home now that she is 18 and she needs money. In Florida, there is no need to disclose that the house was a site of a homicide, too. Just wanted to point that out. According to Pat- Patricia Hawkins, who is Sharon's sister, it would be interesting to see if Randy got another illegal mortgage on it and they're going to sell to break even. 
And the sad thing is Sharon only owed 90000 on a house worth 300000 when she died and she left it to her kids. Hopefully her daughter is going to get that money to help secure her future. And the house did sell in 2021. I hate Randy. Yeah. Oh, there's more about He's Randy. He's a turd. Oh, do you hate him? You ready? I hate him. You ready? Randy also refused to allow Elizabeth to have any sort of relationship with Sharon's side of the family while she was still under the age of 18. They had tried to get some custody of her, but lost. Now that Elizabeth is 18, they are hoping to build some sort of relationship with her. I think this Randy guy had something to do with this murder. He might have. Because this seemed all way too convenient for him. I know. And he, and Brandon moved in with Randy. Yeah. I then know. the brainwashing began. Maybe he recognized his son had mental illness. Maybe he was providing him to the drugs. Maybe. These are a lot of accusations. 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 Yeah, they are. And you know what? I'm going to sit here and accusation everybody that <laughs> does stupid shit like I Randy know. did. I know. I'm going to leave it on this note about Sharon. So all of this is awful. Okay. Yeah. This is, sucks that this all it's, happened. Yeah. Brandon's a piece of shit. Randy's a piece of shit. Yep. Brandon has mental illness. I'm not putting down mental illness at all. No, but but what he did but was what he did awful. was awful. One of Sharon's students said this about her. This is just so sad. She was my favorite teacher and helped me so much. I can't believe the son she loved so much and always talked about could do this. That was Selena Franklin. Sharon had such a great sense of humor, loved all her kids, and was always there to help anyone who needed it. She is greatly missed. Oh. So, just a little bit about the house. So, the house was lo- is located at 1119 Crane Cove Boulevard, Gulf Breeze, Florida. It's a three-bed, two-bath, 1,800-square-foot home with a two-car garage, split-level brick, and it has a pool. And like I said, it was last sold in 2021 for $350,000. Before that, it was bought for $142,000 when Sharon and Randy bought it. Wow. Back in 2020, yeah. whenever I said that they bought their house. 2001. 2001. I always remember when a sale happens. You do. So. Oh, my gosh. So that is the unfortunate murder of Sharon I by her son. really didn't like Brandon. that. I'm sorry on Christmas well, Eve. Yeah. And, you know... Another son murdering his his mother. Are you okay? Do you know how many you've done? <laughs> you know what? There's not a lot of daughters murdering. No, That's I'm all I have saying, to say. I'm just saying. I think not it's saying funny. that they don't, but it's no. majority of sons murdering. I just think it's interesting that you did another case where a son kills a parent. And I'm over here like, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, well. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As your sweet baby no. angel's in the next room. I know. He's good. Yeah, he's a good boy. No. That was really awful. Um, thank you for sharing that today. You're welcome. Uh, also, uh, I forgot to... One more update real quick. Uh, big news for November. We hit 3,000 downloads. Oh, yes. So to kind of understand the scope of that, we were around 1,000 downloads a month before this. So I don't know what happened, but I appreciate it. Again, keep telling your friends about us. So thank you. Check out our Facebook. Home is We have a group. My dad just joined our group. Did you no, see no. that? Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I know. I'm like, does that mean he's listening to our podcast? Oh my gosh! But 
Join our group, Home is Where the Murder Is. You can email us at homeiswherethemurderis at gmail.com. Was it 3,000 downloads? 3,000 downloads in one month. In one month. In one there month. it is. In yeah. one month. What did I yes. say? Just 3,000 downloads. No. Oh, God, no. We're way past that. Month. Yeah. That's what I was one like, month. In yeah. one month, we had 3,000 downloads in yeah. November. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Which good. Which is great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, follow us on Instagram. And uh, Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate you guys so much. So, again, we're going to be in New York for December 15th through the 18th. If anyone wants to meet up and get coffee. Yeah. Send us a message. The, yeah. Talk all the things true crime. So, or if you can't meet up with us, please send us your ideas on what we should do while we're in New York. We would love recommendations. Yeah. So, we're going to be in Times Square. That's where our hotel is. So, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to send us your cases. And if you need to buy or sell real estate. We are your gals. Yeah. Have a great week, everyone. Blessed be. Yes. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, Molly. Hey, Robin. What's up? Them darn interest rates. That's what's up. <laughs> you ain't kidding. My neighbor's sister's roommate from college has a father who bought a house in 1984, and he says now is a terrible time to buy. Really? Wow. Talk about not knowing what you're talking about. I'd rather buy a house now with a higher interest rate and refinance when the rates drop. Once the rates are low, everyone and their brother will be trying to buy again. And let's face it, we already have super low inventory. Who wants to be in competition with 30 other buyers every time they find a house they like? (laughs) Not me. That's a good point, Robin. Not to mention when interest rates are low, people overpay for their houses. Sure, some folks are sitting on a 2% interest rate, but ask them how much they paid over list to secure that house. Better hope you don't have to sell because you won't be making that money back. Nope. So contrary to what friends and family may say about buying and selling real estate, they don't know the market the way the experts do. So do yourself a favor and listen to the experts. Yeah, like Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Aaron is a licensed Wisconsin mortgage lender with many years experience. And if you're not in Wisconsin, don't worry about it. He can help point you in the direction of an amazing lending partner in your area. That's right. And if you're looking to get in touch with Aaron, you can find his contact information in our show notes, on our social media, and at www.youreepiclender.com. And don't forget, if you are looking to buy or sell, your first step should be reaching out to your favorite podcast host, us, Molly and Robin. Yeah, Molly, great point. Folks, we have a database of agents ready to help you all over the world. That's right, the world. So if you are ready to take that leap into homeownership or are ready to sell and start a new chapter, be sure to reach out to us. You can find our contact information on all our social media, in the show notes, or by emailing us at homeiswherethemurderis at gmail.com. Happy house hunting!